So over the years, I have come to appreciate Palm Sunday, maybe not quite as much as what Easter is, right? Easter is, is the moment, right? That's the moment that, that changed everything for us, that, that allows us to be a people of hope. But um, Palm Sunday is, is an opportunity for us to reflect on um, the, the story that we're a part of, something bigger than just a moment, but, but really a movement. And so for me, there's a couple things that, that I've come to appreciate that I love about Palm Sunday. The first is um, really that it's a story of big impact, right? It's a story of, of the city being shaken by, by the, the arrival of Jesus, that, that you start to see people leaning in and listening and paying attention to the Jesus story in ways that, that maybe they hadn't been paying attention to, to before. But, but it's a story of big impact that, that, that really is initiated by small acts of, small acts of obedience, really initiated and sustained by um, small acts of obedience along the way. And then it's um it's a it's a it's a story of, of of an invitation that's that's more than just to a moment, right? It's it's to a movement. It's a story that uh, that it invites us to something that's that's bigger than just moving from one experience to another to another. But it's really paying attention to the way those moments along the way, the moments of of experience with Jesus, really are are connected into something that's that's a movement that that is more than just moving from one thing to another, experiencing one moment to another moment, but saying how does it all fit together and what does it look like for us to to participate in the movement, right? The the, the picture that that we painted in the in the story that we're going to be looking at this morning is is the story of a parade. Really, it's Jesus being kind of like entering into Jerusalem, and and it becomes this thing that where it's not just about him entering in, but it becomes this parade where other people are getting involved, and and there's all kinds of kind of like energy and excitement around it because it's becoming something significant that that these these small acts of obedience become become part of a of a movement. And so we see that, that Jesus is inviting people to, to participate with him, that he's inviting others who maybe were on the fringes to, to get involved. And so it's an invitation, not just to a moment, but, but to a movement, to, uh, to maybe to, to think of it as a parade. And so we look and we say, so if it's a parade, right, if it's, if it's this, this opportunity to follow Jesus in a significant kind of way, in the way that, that he's leading us, then then we have to ask some hard questions or wrestle with some hard questions. Maybe the first would be that um, we have to ask who the leader is, right? If we're, if, we're, if we're joining a movement or we're acknowledging that we're invited to participate in a movement, to participate in the parade, then, then who's leading the parade, right? Who's the one that's actually in charge? Who, who, who are we following? What's, what's that leader like? Uh, where is the leader taking us, right? If, if we're part of this route, if we're part of this movement, then, then what's the destination? Where is it that we're moving Toward. And then the, the question the third question would be then 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 how do we get there, right? What's the route? What's the what's the direction that we're taking? What's the process that that we're going to go through as we as we go from where we are to to where we're headed? Are we willing to submit to the process? Are we willing to submit to to the route, to follow in the footsteps of, of the leader who's who's leading the way for us? And so the disciples in this passage, we're looking at uh, Matthew chapter 21. The disciples uh, in this story are, are gathered with Jesus. They're, they're walking with him. They're, they're heading towards Jerusalem. And, and there's this deep sense. And you can, as you start to, to get into the passage, you'll see that there is a deep sense for the disciples that, that this is a significant moment that they're heading into, that, that there's this deep sense of anticipation for what they're about to, to experience, what they're about to participate in. And so Jesus, right, as they, they start to enter into the city, he, he gathers them together. And it's kind of one of those Jesus huddle moments where the, the disciples, they know there's something that's about to happen that, that maybe they're kind of like all revved up and ready for this big moment. And, and Jesus says, okay, guys, lean in. I'm going to share with, with you what the plan actually is. And so, so they gather together. And then in, in 
In Matthew chapter 21, verse 1, it says this, As they, as they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, right, here's the plan, uh, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt by, the, by her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything, do you say that the Lord, ha- that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away? right? Break. This is the, this is the huddle that, that's now like, this is the game plan. This is what's about to happen. And, and I look at this story and I look at this moment. It's so, it's, it's so easy to, to understand the way a human being would experience this, right? To look at this and say, here we are at the start of a significant chapter that, that this is a significant moment that, that Jesus is giving me a big job to do. And, and then Jesus gives such a simple thing to do. He says, no, go, go get the donkey and her colt, right? And bring them to me. This movement that, that Jesus is inviting them to be a part of, this, this thing that's about to happen is, is starting with this seed that's, that's marked by a small act of obedience. I think for us, if we're familiar with this story, if we've spent time with this story, then it, it, there's this tendency to, to allow our familiarity or for our familiarity to cause us to, to, to miss the strangeness, right? Sometimes familiarity obscures the strangeness of some of the stories here that, that here it is that the king is finally showing himself in Jerusalem, right? King Jesus is, is showing up in the city that, that this significant moment is about to happen. And, and then it starts with such a small kind of step. It starts with such a small moment. And so it's, it's as if the disciples are trying to make sense of this. For us, we're trying to make sense of this, that, that it's, a, it's an unexpected moment, right? That, that we think, well, if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're going to be part of what Jesus is doing, then, then it's big moments, right? It's big, significant moments that, 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 are, are, that seem to be a little bit more obvious than what this moment seems to be. But here, Matthew then begins to help his readers understand. And as we listen in, Matthew helps us understand as well, because he says this, that in verse four, this took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Right? This is Zechariah writing 500 years before this happened and, and really echoing the, the conversation or the, the, the statements that Isaiah made two or 300 years before that. So we're talking 800 to, to you know, 500 to 800 years ago that, that there's this thing that's been predicted, this, this, this image that has been waited for. And so the, for Matthew, he says, don't forget that, that this is the way this is playing out. This is what is supposed to happen, that, that Jesus has now spoken. He's given instruction and it's utterly consistent, right? We serve a God who, who's consistent. It's God being consistent with what he said in scripture 800 years ago, 500 years ago, that, that this is what should be expected, and so the question is, as the disciples are not given this instruction, if, if God has spoken and it's consistent with, what, with what it, what's reflected in Scripture, then, then what are they going to do about it? So in verse 6, the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. And then the crowd starts to get involved, right? So, so it starts with this small act of obedience and then, then it becomes this thing that becomes bigger. It's like these kind of like uh, concentric circles of, of influence and impact where now a very large crowd, verse eight, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And then the crowds went ahead of him and those that followed shouted saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven, right? So it's moved from this, this moment of just a couple people that are in conversation with Jesus invited to, to, to make a simple act of obedience. Then it becomes something about this crowd that starts to get involved. That Then all of a sudden it becomes this, this thing that begins to sweep into the city as it, as it starts to snowball as it gets closer to the city. 
Then as we get to verse 10, it's Jesus now enters Jerusalem and the whole city, right? The whole city of Jerusalem is stirred and they're asking, who is this, right? Who's this one that's leading this parade? Who's this one that's, that's leading this group of people? And then the crowds answer, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And it's like this, this, this moment where it's like, it's so close, right? They're so close to understanding what's going on. They're so close to the moment. They're, they're perceiving that this is a significant moment, but, but yet they've missed who Jesus really is. It's, it's this crowd that, that's stirred up. It's this crowd that's being swept into this with, without maybe the foundational understanding of what's actually happening, that, that Jesus is, is bigger than than a prophet, right? It's not just that, that he's a prophet that's, that's speaking on behalf of God, but, but he's God himself taking on flesh that's, that's dwelling among them. That, that there's this tension. I wrote in my notes that, that getting stirred up and getting it right aren't always the same thing. That, that there's this danger in our impulsiveness. That, that there's this danger that, that we think that we've experienced the whole thing because we, we have a category for it. That, that we've wrapped our heads around it. That we've, we've reduced the experience down to something that, that we can wrap our heads around. And yet it's bigger than what we can perceive. And so, so Jesus is, is more than the prophet from, from Nazareth and Galilee that, that God, I, I think, wants to, wants to draw in the crowds, right? That, that God is in the, in the business of, 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 of drawing as many people to himself as, as, as possible, right? That, that he's made a way for everybody. And yet he, he cares about the foundation, right? He cares about the, the people getting stirred up for, for the right things, that, that he wants to build on a foundation that lasts, this is why discipleship matters. This is why going deeper matters. This is why reflectively looking at the experiences that we have, saying, what is it that, that we're actually learning from this? Not just what are we experiencing, not just are, are we getting what we came for, but saying, what is it that, that's behind this? What is it that God's trying to teach me in this moment that we want to be a people we want to be a people who, who fully experience Easter, right? who accept the invitation to be part of the movement, to, to join the parade that, that Jesus is leading, that, that sit in the sorrow and the grief and the guilt that, that, come, on the other, that, that, that come with this whole moment. But, but we come out stronger and we come out more full of hope. And we look at a journey that's marked by the full spectrum of experiences. Are, are we willing to submit to the, the whole of the journey, not just the, the part that's exciting, not just the part that fits with, with what we'd like to perceive or what we've expected or matches what we've expected, but to be a people who fully experience the journey, who fully experience not just the kind of like the, the buzz that comes with being part of the crowd or the buzz that comes with being part of something that stirs the city, but that has the foundation under it that, that actually lasts, that, that says, well, so, so it's good to experience, right? It's good to celebrate. It's good to get swept up. But then it's also important for us to pause and reflect and grow and to allow God to speak into us. We want to be a people who fully experience. We want to be a people who, who get to, to really wrap our, our, our hands around the, the things that, that God is putting in front of us. And yet that requires us to, to go deeper than just experiencing this kind of like being swept along the way, but to pause and to grow and to remember and to listen. So the question is, how do we get there, right? If, if we're called to be a people who, who don't just experience a moment, but to be a people who experience a movement that become part of a movement that, that's marked by these acts of obedience along the way, then, then how is it that we get there? And so we go back to our, to our questions. We, we, we start with, so who's the leader, 
right? Who is it that's, that's actually in charge? Really, it's, it's it, it kind of take that question and you break it down into to maybe some sub-questions. Like you ask the question, so, so functionally, Who's the leader, right? Who is actually in charge? Is it is it is it me? Is it you? Is it uh, is it somebody else? What is it that has primary influence on our lives? What is it that or who is it that 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 is the primary influence, the one that's leading us? Who is it that's leading? Who is it that we're really following? What is it that we're really chasing after? Right. So we ask the question functionally: Who's the leader? We ask the question maybe theologically or relationally, saying, saying so who's the leader? If we, we acknowledge that Jesus is, is the leader, then, then who is he really? Right? How do we get to know him? Do we, can we spend time listening to, to him speak as we, as we spend time in Scripture and, and get to know who the leader is? Not just kind of like as like a, a functional leader, but, but as the person, right? Theologically and relationally, who's, who is the leader? And then relationally, we ask the question, so who's the leader? So, so how do I relate to them? That, so what is it that, that my connection with them, what does that actually look like? Who is Jesus and, and how do I relate to him? The, the, the importance of Palm Sunday or maybe part of the significance of Palm Sunday is it really forces us to, to look at both the kind of greatness of Jesus, this, this Jesus who's, who's worth, worthy of so much more than, than the parade that he's experiencing, worthy of so much more than, than the donkey and, and, the, and the palm branches, all those kinds of things. He's worthy of so much more. He's willing to go through so much worse for us, but, but he's, he's worthy of so much more. And to, to pay attention to this Jesus who, who, is, who is accessible, who, who, is, his, who is, is available to us, and yet so great, right? So completely other from us. And we look at, at Jesus and we start to understand this tension between the, the nearness of God and, and then the holy otherness of Jesus as well. That we look and we say, so who's the leader? And then we ask the question, where is the leader taking us, right? Where is it that, that the leader is taking us? And, and this is a question that really gets to the heart of the matter of, of alignment, of, of expectation, saying, so are we willing to, are we willing to submit, right? Are we willing to, to, to go where the leader is taking us, to, to lay down our expectations, to lay down the things that maybe we think are the most important things, to say, so what does the leader think is important? What is it that the leader is, is trying to accomplish? How do we get it on that? There's this moment I think for every person who got involved in this parade, this 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 group that's that's heading into Jerusalem, that that Jesus is he's on the donkey and he's heading into Jerusalem, and the crowd and the disciples and and everybody's involved. But for every single person, every single person who was participating in that parade, there was a moment when they took a step back. Right there was a moment where they where they they went from leaning in to to leaning out that. That, that these people who were swept up in the parade, but eventually, eventually everyone stepped aside, back to the sidelines. People became spectators, or, or maybe they became critics as they, as they looked at, at Jesus and they looked at what he was becoming and, and where his path was taking him, saying, well, the king wouldn't submit to that, right? If this is who he was then, or who he is, then, then these kinds of things wouldn't happen. And so they, they take a step back and they either just kind of watch from a safe distance or or they speak as critics into what, what they see that's happening. Or um, even for some of the disciples, we see them become cowards, right? That, that when things began to get difficult, when things began to require something of them that was uncomfortable, then, then that was the moment that they stepped back. That people who had been swept up in the parade for every single one of them, there was a moment where, where they said, I'm just not willing to go any further. And that's the question too, where is the leader taking us? Are we willing to, to go there? Right? Are we willing to actually submit to, to that journey when the parade for, 
for, for Jesus when that parade takes the turn towards the cross? Are, are we willing to continue to follow? Are we willing to, uh, to, to actually continue to follow after him even when things get difficult? Right? This gets to the heart of, 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 of what our motivations are, of what our expectations are, saying if, if we're coming to Jesus and we're, and we're following him, are, are we willing to follow him even when it's not easy? Right? Are we willing to follow him even when he takes us to places that we may not want to go? The story of, of Palm Sunday really is a story of, of expectations and, and reality and, and submission to, to even the unpleasant moments in the, in the journey. The reality is maybe for us to pay attention to this truth that, that what brought us or what brought you to the parade, right? What, what caused you to, to step off of the curb and in, into the parade to, to join the movement uh, might not be the thing uh, that, that keeps you connected, right? That, that might not be the thing that continues to keep you connected when, when things get difficult. And so it, it requires us to, to continue to grow, for us to, to continue to allow God to not just kind of like take us through movement, uh, take us through moments, but, but to, to actually begin to transform our motivations so that when things get difficult, when, when the journey takes a turn toward the cross, right? Because if we're following Jesus, he's going to take us to the places that he goes, and so the journey is, is going to get difficult, that it's, that it's not always going to be easy. And so are we willing to, um, to continue to stick with the parade, even when it takes a turn toward the cross? Are we willing to go where the leader is taking us? And then the third question, the question one was, who's the leader? Question two was, where's the leader taking us? Question three was, so how do we get there? Which really is the question of the process. It really is the question of saying, are we willing to submit to to the parade route, right? Are we willing to submit to the steps along the way that, that, that take us to where the leader is taking us? To understand the process and submit and then to, to submit to the process are, are really two separate things. We can, we can wrap our heads around the, the, the journey that's ahead of us. Maybe we can wrap our heads around and, and agree to the fact that, that you know, this may not be always easy and it may take us places and it might require things of us that, that we may not want to, we may take us places we don't want to go or require things of us that, that we don't want to give up and we can understand that. But then to submit to that, right? That's the next step, or that's a different thing that, that just understanding and submitting aren't exactly the same thing. Because we're invited. We're invited to a process, right? We're invited to participate in something that, that actually takes us somewhere. And so we're we willing to not just be inspired by the leader and, 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 and be swept up into the, into the moment, but, but actually commit to the process, to actually join the movement which is really marked by, marked by a process that, that requires simple steps of obedience along the way. It, it requires us to, to get over this tendency that we have or this kind of gravitational pull that we have toward, toward wanting the results while, while rejecting the process that it takes to get to those results. To live our lives marked by simple obedience to say, what is it that, that Jesus is trying to do? Where's the leader taking us? Right, well, how, how do we get there and, and what's, that, what's that process actually look like? Step by step by step, simple acts of obedience. It's this simple pattern that, that plays out in so many different ways in our lives where we, where we see what's true, right? We, we perceive Jesus or we see that, that Jesus is, is calling us to something and then we, we hear his voice and then the question is, are we willing to be obedient to it? So to experience, to perceive, to, to hear Jesus speak, and then to respond in obedience. For us this week, I think it's an opportunity for us to, to pause and say, um, I want to get to know the leader. 
right? We have an opportunity. Maybe not every house is is you know a quiet place to reflect with all the things that are happening with with school and and everything else. But for us to take this moment while we're while we're really pausing all the things that that have been marking our lives up to this point to say, we're gonna take this as a blank slate, right? That, that this is a fresh page, that this is a fresh start for us to, to look and say, I wanna come out of this better. I don't wanna just be who I was when, when this whole kind of, this whole viral outbreak started. I wanna come out of it stronger on the other side, better, someone who's following Jesus more closely. For us to maybe take those three questions that, that have to do with the parade, that have to do with the movement saying, well, what does it look like for me to, to really get to know the leader? Right for me to, to pay attention to to what to who Jesus is and, and the kinds of things that that He said for us to spend time reading Scripture and and allowing God to speak to us through His Word to um, to carve out time and say in this blank slate time in this in this time when it's a fresh start a, a, a kind of like a, an opportunity for us to to put some pieces in place that probably should be in place for us to to get to know the leader for us to. To pay attention to where the leader's taking us, to, to pay attention to what is it that, 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 that Jesus is calling us to. And then to say, what's the process that he's using to get there? And to, to maybe allow him to speak into that, say, to, to allow him to say, these are the areas where, where you're, you seem to be holding back, where you're holding on to your own sense of expectations, where you're, where you're not willing to go there even though I'm calling you forward. To, to take this opportunity, to take this time as an opportunity to, to get to know the leader. To follow, to follow the leader more closely and for us to, to submit to those simple acts of obedience as we move, not just to from one experience or one moment to the next, to the next, to the next, but to say, Jesus, I want to be part of your movement and I want to be part of what you're doing and I want to, I want to go where you're calling me to go. May we be a people. May we be a people who are marked by that kind of, by that kind of posture, by that kind of mentality that says, we want in on what God's doing. Let's get to know the leader and let's follow him closely.